God, the priest of the Israelites. <laughs> I was thinking about. I don't know what the air is like over there. It's raining. It's my favorite. Yeah. Water. It's so yeah. It's yeah. like asphalt. Um, I like that smell. I love the smell of ass. <laughs> <laughs> fall. To a fall. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Having fun. Nice. Well, all right. I guess it's. Yeah. Uh, it all. I mean, all it really comes down to at this point is. Um, let me start the show. Let me yeah. give us who a little, to, little push. Who wants to do a little introduction? I got this. What's up? What's up? Hello. Welcome to Smite Me, the podcast where we reread the Torah from the beginning and soak in all of its magical lessons about um, being good and nice. I'm here with my co-host, Ayani Hayashi. Hey, how's it going? And Josh Marcus. What's up, fellas? And we are joined by Matt Lieb. What's up, Matt? Yo, what's up, everyone? Thank you for having me on your uh, on your Torah podcast. Yeah, it's very exciting. Matt has um, a couple great podcasts, the Frogcasts, um, which is about mm. movies, etc. Is that right. accurate? That's right. Yeah, it's uh, ostensibly about movies, or at least in name. Um, but we, it's it's about pretty much everything. Just a bunch of people hanging out talking about nothing yeah uh, it's a great podcast that was a really good plug <laughs> no, for it. Great. um and then pod yourself a gun or is it yeah yeah pod yeah. yourself a gun that's a sopranos podcast where we go through every single episode and uh with a guest one by one talk about each episode we are on season four right now so uh it's uh it's getting good are you annoyed that like uh everyone online like caught up to the fact that the sopranos is cool because it seems like you're probably like a real fan yeah, I mean, well, so I think that we started the podcast when it was kind of at the beginning of its memification. Uh-huh. Um, and it was one of the reasons we started the podcast was because it seemed like uh, people were a lot more familiar with the kind of like meta reasons why Sopranos was funny uh-huh. and not just like, you know, uh, a good prestige TV show. Right. And so it seemed like people kind of shared our sense of humor, at least online, about The Sopranos. Like, it's a great show, but it's also fun to kind of make fun of it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, no, the more it's become memefied, the more, uh, you know, uh, we've realized that uh, we we started a Sopranos podcast at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. We've and also COVID. COVID happened and then everyone started watching <laughs> Sopranos. You started a pandemic at the right time. Exactly. That's exactly. kind of what happened with us. We were like, well, I guess like the whole world shut down. Like, should we fucking read this thing? Like, should we give <laughs> should this we thing finally a shot? read yeah. the Torah? And we were kind of talking <laughs> last week about how like Exodus God is kind of like prestige TV God. Like he's just kind of like mm. sh- yeah. flashy and violent for no reason in like these really eccentric ways. Yeah, this is definitely is one of the reasons I was like, oh, yeah, this is a good podcast to do, because I realized this is kind of a prestige TV rewatch podcast, except it's the Bible, which is the most prestigious thing of all. You know, it's like, uh, I mean, you know, it's it's the word of God who is definitely real. Super uh, real. We all we all believe in in good old God, as as we call him <laughs> in my family. Good old God. <laughs> good yeah. old Hashem. You know, God's prestige really is second to none. Second to it none. Speaks and, for itself. Uh, yeah, 
you know, it's good to like go back and, you know, re revisit all of the stories from our childhood and uh, just to, you know, see how uh, poorly written they are and um, how <laughs> morally uh, irrelevant most of the lessons are. So And how great. they're the basis for like so much, so many people's like culture and like identity and mm-hmm. meaning, which like, it, like, yeah, in, yeah, that too. Not, I don't know, not in a bad way, but it just like even people that I like love and respect or like even myself like it's just funny to think about the fact that like these very real communities are kind of based around this very silly book so on that note i'm actually also curious matt what was your uh like jewish upbringing like in terms of like when you were a child and stuff were you like pretty engaged in a a synagogue or was your family super involved or was it more of a casual not really no, it was it was completely casual. It was uh, I, g- I grew up in a secular family uh, where so we didn't grow up with any religion whatsoever. Um, I'm non halalically Jewish, so my mother is Catholic and my dad is Jewish. Ah, and he mm. yeah, oh, and he wanted yeah oh <laughs> oh <laughs> go on <laughs> yeah. start, like writing something down on a pad mm. yeah mm. <laughs> the phone call dropped yeah. This is this this is Chabad all over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, like uh, so. I grew up uh, with neither religion, which was, I guess, the compromise they came up with. But I grew up uh, in, uh, I would say, a Jewish community. But you know, it was it wasn't like a you know, uh, it it wasn't like a West LA super Jewish community. But it was a it was a you know mostly jewish neighborhood and you know the schools that i went to is la public schools so we had a lot of jewish people in it and i went to a lot of bar mitzvahs and whatnot and i just was never really interested too much in the religion until the bar mitzvahs uh happened and i realized um you know there was some good money in there uh (laughs) and i was i was like you know what i should do i should get a bar mitzvah so that i can have a party and um my uh dad looked into getting me um at one point, some religious training uh, when I was, I don't know, maybe when I was nine or something like that. And then he immediately uh, decided not to um, after he said he felt judged at the, this was at a reformed temple. Uh, he said he went in there to ask and they asked um, if, <laughs> if his wife was Jewish and he said, forget it. And then walked away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and oh, it was like. It was so That's like so were crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I was like I like I'm my dad uh likes to complain a lot. So uh and he also reads into things. So I kind of doubt that they'd said it like that, you know. Uh-huh. You know, I think they were just hey, you know, they just want to know is is the boy halalically Jewish or not. And uh and he just got offended and left and he said it reminded him too much of his of his mother and then he and then he left and uh yeah and so i had no religious training i was a camp counselor at the jewish day camp you know from like ages i don't know it was like 15 to 20 or something like that and that so my entire religious training is based on camp songs yeah. um, well there's and- a there's a camp song uh, sort of in this episode but we'll oh we'll yeah there's yeah. a very very long <laughs> camp song um yeah and um it's interesting this is a a song we didn't actually sing at camp uh which is uh, too bad because there was i always said there's not enough uh murder in the songs that we're singing at camp so yeah i'm i'm someone who is not religious um but it has been kind of like 
just immersed in the community and uh it's so it's so intrinsically part of who i am uh that i could never really escape it i feel like on almost like a dna level uh being jewish so i never i never wasn't jewish right. i just was yeah. never religiously uh halalically jewish well that's kind of like that fun weird thing that we sort of deal with where it's like is it an ethnicity is it a culture is it a religion it's all of those things and none of those things at the same time like yeah it's this nice fun little you know uh like nebulous region of uh of of being a nation right you know and not a nation with physical borders but like a a group of people like like yeah ethno right. ethno religious cultural it's like all just kind of mixed in together and and i i'm not someone who like um prizes one over the other i don't think the fact that i have uh quote jewish blood in me means it means jack shit to me it's more about kind of like uh cultural uh, uh values and whatnot nice uh, blood is blood is bullshit. I want to go on record and say blood is bullshit. <laughs> there's, no such, there's no such thing as blood, folks. There's no such thing as blood. It is a lie. It's just water. It's just water, dude. It's all water sorry. inside of us. It's yeah. yeah so, sorry. Sorry. It is. Uh, facts don't care about your feelings. Okay? <laughs> it's water. It's water whole time. Well then, hell, you want to? You guys want to get into some smiteable deeds we did this week? Yeah. yeah. Here, while you I guys do that, I'm getting some yeah. kind of bad uh, background noise from the road outside, so I'm gonna shut my curtains. But go on, cool. I'll go last. Okay. Do you want to go? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I. Uh, all right. I guess I have a couple that are related. Um, one is that I was driving and I saw on an overpass there was like a, a sign that was like, I forget the exact wording, but it was like, don't get a vaccine. They're bad at Bill Gates, something like that. <laughs> and there were some people standing next to it and I flipped them off. Um, nice. And, but then I was like, maybe they were just standing there cause they can't read what the sign says. Oh, right. It's on, it's facing the other side. Right. So maybe there were just some nice people like who I flipped off. Yeah, keep them on their toes. Also, who though? No one stands next to like in the middle of those fucking <laughs> That's things. That's true. Like, who stands there <laughs> the, just to watch the traffic and breathe in the fucking fumes? Like, they were definitely uh, anti-vaxxers. Yeah. Or whatever the fuck. Okay, so that's fine. I to fill you in, Josh. I flipped off some anti-vaxxers. Oh but hell Maybe yeah. they were just people who were standing, unfortunately, placed near a sign. That was like oh. my. But probably not. We we figured out. Uh -huh. um, they probably deserved it for something, if you think <laughs> about true. it. For, yeah. If they were just like standing watching the traffic, they needed someone to be like, hey, cut that out. Well, you need someone right. to make yeah. it worth it. Yeah. You were that no. person. You know, honestly, that kind of feels like it works out for both of you because you got something and then they probably felt a rush of like righteous purpose by you flipping them off, you know? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's definitely true. Because one time I saw like in like, Mountain View, California, like right before the election, I saw this like big parade of like Trump cars, like just like trucks like that were decked out with Trump shit. The Trump and I Hell yeah. And I flipped them <laughs> off and like it was I, I like it was so it was obviously so like it was exactly what they wanted. But it was also exactly what I wanted. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? We were both just kind of I was flipping them off and they were like, yeah. And I was it's, like, yeah. It's yeah. like on reality TV where you're like everyone involved in it kind of knows it's fake, but you're all still along for the ride anyway. Right. Yeah. Or you know? like a professional wrestling. Yeah, totally. It's sure. like, let's just let's just yeah. go all in. You just basically yeah. what your, your smileable deed is. You just solidified the fact that you're a born performer. 
That's right. Why? Because I flipped someone off. You're a master of the dialectic. Way to go. Good job. <laughs> no, I think a thumbs down is a more... Uh, <laughs> in the moment, it's a better... It makes people feel worse. Uh-huh. Oh, and the- a thumbs down would be such a weird move, though. <laughs> you just look at them I- and go... No, it's like <laughs> I don't know if it would. I think it would. It might actually weird them out way more than getting flipped off. So maybe right. try it next time. One time, saw a really proud group of Yang Gang supporters in Santa Cruz, who were like, "That's fun." It was like two people, and it was like a husband and wife, very tall and lanky. Uh, naturally, they were sort of like cowboy, cowgirl whites who clearly had a lot of money, um, mm. and they were kind of like dancing and wearing uh, clear frame glasses. And they had Yang Gang shirts on. They had like Yang Gang signs, and just this kind of like hat. Do they have the math hat? I think one of the signs was math related, and they were kind of just like, like we know, like unapologetically Yang. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. (laughs) I saw like two Pete Buttigieg people at the airport once, and it was just like, why, why are you doing that? I'm always surprised but, when yeah. I see like a, a proud Bloomberg. Like there, there are definitely some <laughs> secret, some secret Bloombergs out there for sure. But to like, oh yeah, to publicly represent, you know, that's a choice. Yeah, yeah. my dad was uh, was uh, pro Bloomberg for uh, a hot minute there during the primaries. Dads do love but, Bloomberg. Uh, <laughs> they love him. Yeah. They love him. They cleaned up New York. I think he, I think all the dads should move to American Samoa, and they can. <laughs> Yeah, that's where he won. He didn't he win American Samoa? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, it was like one of those things where you're just like, how many votes though? Was it like five guys? Yeah. <laughs> like it's very strange uh-huh. for Bloomberg to win anything. Yeah. I have this weird feeling that I just realized that this was the first election that my dad was able to vote because he became a citizen. And I'm nice. like, um, I mean. I don't really know how he would vote. I can only imagine it's pretty wacky as someone who really hasn't been clued into the outside world for decades. <laughs> where, where is he from? He's from Japan. Oh, okay. But he's been living oh, and- here since like 1979 and just never bothered to become a citizen until like two years ago. Oh, nice. He just decided one day, woke up and he was like, you know what? I want to belong to this fucking shithole country. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Um, that is wild, especially like during Trump years to be like, you know what? The one thing that this country is missing, me as a citizen. <laughs> <laughs> this, the, Everything else is going so out. great. I might as well. It's just one of those yeah. family conversations where the topic comes up and I'm just like, I'm going to let you fucking make statements because I don't I don't even know what to think. <laughs> My dad actually had a, uh, a political revelation uh, very recently in the last few months. Uh, he became uh, he went from being like a I don't know, I would say like a lifelong libertarian, um, like literally like he raised me on like libertarian phraseology and shit. He would be like the magic words. What are they? And I was like, free speech, free trade, free minds, free market. <laughs> literally, this is how I grew up. Wow. It was wild. And then uh, he is now a uh, self-identifying democratic socialist. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow, yeah, I know. It's wild. Good like for he just. Him. I know it was so, it's so crazy. He also uh, like simultaneously had a bunch of heart problems, and and uh, and so I was just like, man, being a socialist is literally killing him. But uh, <laughs> Damn. but I am very glad he's still alive, and it's uh, it's pretty dope. Yeah, and you know he he's like, and it's not even that it's insane because it's like wow, isn't it crazy that now he believes that 
everyone should have health care. Like, how the fuck is that a fucking high bar? But that is that's the yeah. bar, and yeah. he's he's reached that bar. So I'm very happy. Nice. Very nice. Um, Ayana, yeah, do you want to share your smiteable deed? Uh, it's stuck between two. Uh, one of them being that I kind of accidentally kicked my coworker in the head. Oh no. Um, <laughs> Oh shit! How, How do you do that? It's actually well. worse. Not it's better or worse depending on your perspective because I didn't make a kicking motion. We were basically rigging some lights, and he was beneath me with the lights, and he kind of smashed his head against my foot. Um, oh yeah, but I just felt That's bad because you. it, it kind of reminded me of like that really like terrible. Uh, like excuse where if you get into a fight and you're like, oh, I didn't punch him. He fell on my fist. Like, nah, but, but it nah. actually, but it actually like happened. And like I yeah. asked him if he was OK and he was like, I, I don't know why, but he was a little bit confrontational about it. And I was also just like, yeah, but you did kind of just hit your head against my foot. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I love that he was weird about it. <laughs> like what, he was mad at you because he hit his head on your fucking foot. Yeah, I mean, it's just like what I was just like if I had to explain that to like an HR person where it's like, no, I swear yeah, to no God, way. like I he fell on my foot. <laughs> I know what it sounds like, but I swear <laughs> to God, he fell down the stairs. I think it's between yeah. that and then just writing off the alien books on my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> you okay for the. You purchased alien books for this podcast where we occasionally talk about aliens in the Torah and you wrote it off on your taxes? Yeah, it's for a business. It's for my business. It's for No, that counts, dude. Yeah. That that one hundred percent counts. Hell yeah. Yeah. I write mean, it off. I don't feel bad about, you know, the fact that I don't run a business that's profitable technically when I did my taxes. But like, you know, I'll write off. You don't it doesn't screens. need to be profitable. It does it not. Does, it, it's better if it's not profitable. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's okay. We can all talk about this. We're amongst friends here. It's better if it's not profitable. Then you can write everything Love off. Love that. Yeah. It's what our former president did. He was always declaring a loss for tax reasons. Yeah, but I mean, he's a piece of shit. He had way too much money. He should have been taxed. Yeah. Uh, the, everyone who is podcasting right here should be writing off everything. Yeah, if you're and recording a podcast, you shouldn't be legally declaring yourself profitable. I, yeah, um, that's, I mean, Unless we, your you know, Patreon is own. booming. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, it was just <laughs> Obama and like... Springsteen writing off like a fifteen dollar <laughs> pop filter. <laughs> oh my god! You should write it off. There, there's no joke. Write off everything. Oh, Why I did. not? Yeah. Well, that's what oh, I was saying. Yeah. I was like going through my receipts of everything, and then like I saw the one from thriftbooks.com, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. eh, you know what? That's uh, yeah, yeah, that's thirty dollars. Write it off. Yeah. I want to say that even though we're gonna talk about the. Torah later, this is the most Jewish part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's very true. Yeah, those are my smiteable offenses. Just, you know, I, I, I guess I kicked my coworker in the head. I can't even really say it with by and convince myself, but he fell on my foot. He really did. He fell on your foot. Josh. Josh, you got one? Yeah. Um, yes. Okay, so I think I'll start with the reason why I think this was smiteable. Um, which is that, as we've seen, God favors a kind of top-down style, uh, does not like sort of uh, individuality or people kind of going against the program. It's kind of like blind faith seems to be the order of the day. And I went against that by being kind of like an annoying, self-advocating consumer recently. Um, mm. So I was at the surf shop because my board has a dent in it, and I needed to get some plexiglass to fill in the dent. Because surfing is a fun but a dumb and expensive hobby. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, you guys should really, you know, like get a discount program for like regular customers. Because I was just thinking, I was like, okay, I've been here like once a week for like four straight weeks. Like I've got to be like racking up some numbers on the punch card at this point. And then the guy was like, yeah, man, that's actually like kind of a good idea. And I was like, yeah, well, the surf <laughs> shop where I where I grew up, you, you know, they did that too. And he's like, oh, oh, cool, man. Nice, nice. Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like the God version of that would have just been like, here, take the thing and, and just get the fuck out. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you have a need like don't expect a discount your loyalty you means think you're nothing. gonna get smited for giving a small business a suggestion uh i yeah. think if the small business were run by god <laughs> yeah 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 it's more just the spirit because you know it starts small you, you start suggesting to dudes named rory that they should have a discount program and then you know where but, does it yeah. go next there are also people who own small businesses that if you told them to do something differently they would like sentence you to eternal damnation like uh, yeah i do love that like one you. of the most outraged things an american can say is don't tell me how to do my job much like don't tell me how to raise my kids yeah yeah. it's yeah, like yeah. there are probably some instances where like you know you know where both are definitely yeah, required feedback. yeah 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 no it's always don't don't yelling at someone don't tell me how to do my job is very funny, that said though. if it's in a service industry like full-on if food or drinks are being served like Shut the fuck up, you know? Yeah, but all, yeah. Yeah. also sometimes people need to not tell you how to do your fucking job. Right. There's a oh, line. completely. There's a line. I just, I don't think I've ever been in a situation where someone has told me how to do my job. <laughs> I think they've just told me I'm doing a bad you job. Should, uh, you that. should become a journalist. You'll get a lot of unsolicited feedback um, from oh, very yeah, kind yeah, yeah. gentlemen oh, with yeah. poor typing skills. I feel like a to... lot of comedians get that way where like if they get any sort of feedback, they're like, well, I'm the fucking comedian. True. I don't know. It's like not a good or attractive trait, but it's real. I've definitely been told uh, what I can do to make a joke better by someone who's never made anyone laugh ever. But like, (laughs) I've never felt the need to be like, don't tell me how to do my job. I've just been like, oh, okay, cool. And then I would get the fuck out of that conversation as fast as possible. Uh, I I never... uh, Yeah, I don't don't confront them because uh, then they'll keep talking. Because they're not worth... Yeah. You know, then if they keep talking, then there's uh. a subset skill in working with musicians and particularly when you're like trying to get them to record something nice of how you tell someone to do their job better without That's true. telling them how to do their job <laughs> in a perceptible way. Yeah. Compliment, yeah, that's, compliment sandwiches. You gotta get no, them to more tell like, themselves hey, man, how to do their job. Yeah, like, hey man, maybe if we tried this on this take and whatever, and like really mm-hmm. it would be more succinct to be like, can you just play the goddamn part? Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. try not to fuck it up. That'd be super nice, but, you know, you got yeah. to be nice. You do have to be nice. Also, you don't want to ruin the flow. It'd be really funny to yell, don't tell me how to do my job on a porn set. <laughs> <laughs> when she says, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck me, daddy. All right, could you say that? Don't tell me how to do my job. <laughs> that would be sick. Um, Matt, do you have a, a smiteable offense? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess so. I have like an old, I, I have a couple, but they're related and I'm not sure which is more smiteable. Hashem would be mad because uh, I did recently, during a grocery trip, buy a uh, pork loin. Mm. Um, and I know I'm not supposed to have pork. Uh, so I think that is uh, one reason why I might get smoted the other reason is uh as soon as i bought it i actually went away for the weekend with uh, my girlfriend and i came back and we are now three days past the sell-by date 
and I think I have to throw it out. And uh, which I think is more smiteable. I'm not mm. sure what God would be more mad about: me eating pork or me wasting. Well, if you uh, sacrifice good it, loin. kind of depends on how you throw it away. Oh, is that that's interesting? Yeah, if burn I threw that, it away because there's like, a lot of like that you sticky know, pork mat taking uh, mm. usable meat and giving it away, but it's for it's for the big man. I don't know if I could, get, but uh, be giving away meat that I just don't know if it's like it. it I, that's true. You are supposed to give meat. away the best. I mean, if I give away like meat with foodborne illnesses to like <laughs> homeless people, I feel like I'll get. I mean, if not in like religious trouble or spiritual trouble, I would at least get in the legal boys trouble when they all got food poisoning. Being us, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh but yeah. if you gave yeah, if you sure. gave illness-ridden meat to like to the Egyptians, you know, oh at yeah, a, that's true. At the right awesome. time, then it probably would be condoned. Yeah. Oh no, not just some random Egyptians that I see. <laughs> <laughs> you say you were Egyptian again? Yeah. Yeah, not yeah, like did 20 you Egyptian. Not... <laughs> I have some pulled pork for you. Yeah. Try oh it. my god, that'd be such a like quadruple fuck you. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think I'm going to get uh for one reason or another I'm going to get smote. I I di- I still haven't thrown it out cuz I'm still like 3 days isn't that bad. No, but that's the, the curse point. is that you don't like you try to stay in that limbo of not throwing it out but you also don't cook it. Yeah, where it's like no, that's, it's gonna that's, get that's, three days probably is fine, but then the days start coming and they don't stop coming. I know, I know, Failure. I know, and I can't, and and I'm like trying to like like I'm looking at pictures of other pork pork loins <laughs> to see if the coloration is off, and I think it looks fine, but in general it just looks like disgusting mush, yeah, you know. So out, you're just, man. <laughs> uh, but it was like it was like ten dollars. <laughs> Well, if you open it up and it's not stinky after you wash it, then you're good to go. Yeah, but that's the thing. Stinky. They're that, also that sell-by right and use-by, not to really get us off track. No, this is just a sell-by date. Oh, there you're no fine. Use no, 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 no. Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. No, but there's no use-by date. But yeah, which means perfect. it's after the sell-by. Like cook it expeditiously. Yeah. If you're really if you're really worried about it, just <laughs> give it give it a give it a couple extra minutes on the in the oven. So you're saying um, if it smells bad, then it, like what is it? Because ba- I don't know what bad smelling is. You know, sometimes like you'll oh, notice. You know, you know in your heart. You'll know. You'll if, know. It, if it produces uh-huh. like an involuntary, like, you know. If it makes All you right, say I'll pee. Try it. I'll open it up. I'll, I'll give it a good smell. Hold it up I'll to the camera. We're going to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I want to no, do. No, you need to look. <laughs> is this pork bad? You Ask need to have a juice. mirror. Have your phone out on selfie mode and Smell it and look in your own eyes after you smell it and like see yeah, if what. If there's a single tear, then it's fine. If yeah. there's three tears, we're screen share and then we'll look at what you look like when you're looking mm-hmm. at it. Yeah, we're gonna figure this out. We'll figure yeah. it out. But uh, either that or yeah, send it to Smite Me Nation. We'll put it up on our Instagram. I'll check out Smite Me Nation yeah. on Instagram. Oh, should oh, we? Yeah. Shit, yeah, let's tell people to do all the stuff oh now yeah that i really I want a pork loin let's get into it let's talk for two hours i um oh yeah just on that mm. note if you want to help us out you can like like and subscribe on itunes and you can i have a podcast and i want you to like and subscribe <laughs> that's uh we're working on uh <laughs> working on doing that genuinely but for now we're uh, <laughs> we're gonna keep it has to hard. be a bit yeah you can't acknowledge very, our needs yeah it's very hard to do a call to action that doesn't feel like like you're prostituting yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, could, if you could do me a favor and give me five stars and a review, I suck your dick. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Yeah. 
Um, you want to sure hop into this I, yeah. summary and we can get into summary. we can get deep into the uh, the world of the Bible. Let's talk God. All right. So this chapter is called Beshalach, um, which I forget what it means. But basically, it's God. God. It's uh, where we last left off. God was just kind of the people were just kind of standing, waiting for instruction. God was talking their ear off about the festival of Passover. So previously on the Bible. Do you guys have like a drop that does that? We you should do that. We, sh- we absolutely Hell should. Yeah. Ah, shit. Um, oh, I can make one next week. Yeah, real real podcasts have drops like that. Previously, <laughs> people will love it, dude. Yeah, we can, we can just use that. Um, okay, God tells Moses to take the Jews out of Egypt and head towards the Red Sea. Um, Moses takes Joseph's bones and they start walking with God leading the way via cloud by day and fire by night. God tells Moses to have the people camp in front of the sea and then, quote, hardens Pharaoh's heart so that he changes his mind once again and sends his army of horses and chariots chasing after the Jews. Um, Then the Jews see the Egyptians approaching and start yelling at Moses for taking them out of Egypt in the first place, being like, this was a bad idea. You're stupid. But Moses assures them that it'll all work out. Um, Then Moses, you know, holds out his staff, the Red Sea parts, real classic, just Cream of the crop, Torah shit. Um, yeah, you guys invited me on for the episode where, like, like all oh, shit, I know this. Yeah, like the because because of pop culture, is, the scene from the picture uh, on yeah. the cover of the thing. This is like the born to run chapter of uh, the Torah, straight up. Yeah. So God holds Moses holds his staff out. Sea opens for the Jews. They walk through. The Egyptians chase them. The is, Jews make it through first, and then God closes it on them, um, and they all drown. And then Moses leads the people in a very long, rousing song about how um, God, how mighty and powerful our God is and how he killed the bad guys, and it was freaking awesome. It's like mission accomplished, the song. Yeah. Um, and then Moses leads the people to a place called Marah, where the water is too bitter to drink. And then they complain, and Moses complains to God, and God says, throw that water in there, and it'll become sweet. So God, so Moses puts like the magic, uh, what's the Gatorade rock? It's in the a water. magic stick. Yeah. It's like a, a uh, like 50 cent. What's that stuff that <laughs> we would have at camp? That's like, oh, it's like, like the powder. No, it's like that. It's like the powder that you'd put in water. Oh, and crystal just, light. Crystal <laughs> light. Yeah. 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 Oh crystal God. light. Um, it's like Kool-Aid. Oh, so the water. And then what's right after that? More, more kvetching. More complaining. Yeah, they journey onwards. They find they find more reasons to complain. There, we wish we were back in Egypt. And Moses and Aaron are like, "Chill, shut up, like <laughs> oh, yeah. seriously, shut the fuck up." Like they get pretty pissed <laughs> off. Um, mm-hmm. And they're like, "Good things are coming." The next day, God gives people quails to eat and also something called manna, which is a sweet white bread flake flake that falls from the sky. Um, the people are supposed to collect a handful every day, two handfuls the day before Shabbat to prepare. Um, and, and they, they're told like, don't go out to get mana on Shabbat. It won't be there. And they go out anyway. And God gets mad at them and like blames Moses. Moses and Aaron are really caught in like a middle management position here where they're just on, it's just, it's just bad on both ends. But, um, yeah, they, they keep saying like, uh, Hey, you know, complain to God. Cause, uh, I don't control the manna that falls from the sky. You know, just ask God. He'll hear your grumblings. 
And then he does. And then <laughs> Moses tells the people not to leave the mana out overnight, but they do anyway, and it becomes infested with maggots. Seems like some pretty basic clean up after yourself type of stuff. Um, next place they go, they complain about being thirsty. God tells Moses, to, like, hit that rock with a stick and water will come out. And then he does it and it works. Um, and then the very last little, like, stanza is Israelites are attacked by the Amalek army. So Moses puts a guy named Joshua in charge of defense and they win. So, yeah, Josh, I, uh, did you know that your namesake is, like, basically a Mossad agent? Um, no. I'm aware of that. I only knew no. that he took over after Moses and is the one who, spoiler alert, uh, actually gets to go into uh, Israel. He does a lot of spying later on. Oh. But anyway, yeah. I have always had a weird infatuation with being a spy, even though I never would be because I could never take a life um, or really work for the government. But you don't have to take a life to be a spy. You just got to. I mean, you're definitely contributing to the taking of lives. Oh, very directly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And the CIA, like, kind of has its own drone army, but that's, you know. Don't spy for anybody. Just if you want to spy on someone. You know, no, just don't do hack that. their email. <laughs> yeah, just the password. So I have password. A, I have an interesting question that I want to ask the the quorum here. Um, that I just I want to know if this feels accurate, or if maybe we can find an answer as we discuss this. Did God kidnap the Israelite people? <laughs> he takes them. Yeah, he's like you're mine now because he kind of takes them and has not really a lot of plans for like how to keep them fed how to make sure that they have water like they have to tell him these things yeah right he definitely gets bored after like letting them escape from the egyptians and like moses has to be like hey god so uh what now and he's like oh right y'all gotta eat um uh let me think let me think okay i got this uh shit my wife makes this good bread shit so i'm gonna let that fall from the sky um oh also um y'all like quail yes yeah, so I feel like... i'm gonna just send some quail um i also have a very special announcement to make to you guys yeah uh, what's up um so up? this was the portion that i gave my bar mitzvah speech on oh shit. um and what i uh, called friend of the pod toby marcus my darling mother and she sent me my bar mitzvah video so I thought it might be a fun way to start this off is to see what a uh, 13-year-old me, full uh, feathered border collie hair phase, had to say. Now I'm gonna get I'm gonna get so jealous watching another person who's not me have a bar mitzvah. I'm very excited. <laughs> Wait. Oh, I, in the meantime, I just want to say mana. The way they describe mana has the same vibe as when somebody describes like, yeah, there's this food my mom always used to make where she like, like, like takes some bread and like, like smushes mm-hmm. it down real flat and then like pours butter and sugar on it. Like, you know, when people have their family yeah. recipes that are just like weird, fucked up. Yeah. Shit. Every, you, you watch everyone in the family eating it and you're just like, this is rice with ketchup. Why are you guys giving it a name? <laughs> right. Exactly. But it's, yeah. it's not called rice with ketchup. It's called like, yeah, yeah. This is mana. I'm imagining <laughs> it is like the, um, the shaken out contents of like a, like a croissant that you got and like the little right. leftover that, yeah. kind of stuff in the bag. Yeah, it's the crumbs of a croissant. They very much describe it. There's going to be all these flakes on the ground. It's food. It's Yeah, Try they really do. When the people first like see it, they're like, Mo, what is that? And then he's like, that's your dinner, buddy. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. Eat it on the ground. All right, my dears. Um, so let me know if you can hear... Okay, so you can oh, you can see the video. <laughs> Yo. I also was in that room. 
That's right. I, I was Ayani, too. I think you were as well. That's fun. Wow. Where, where, where is this temple? Congregation Beth Israel, Carmel, California, baby. Is it a, is it reform? Um, yes, it is. Oh, oh, there it is. Turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. Celebrate with me on the day I become a bar mitzvah. And don't worry, we're almost Can we go back? No, we don't. My Torah portion is about when Moses and the Jews are crossing the Red Sea. The main topics in this narrative are power and freedom. It's interesting that my entire portion is talking about God's physical power, and at the very end, it talks about God's guidance and redemption. Very interesting. My portion happens to come around the time. Dude, you're doing the perfect bass player Martin Luther King which is just Day. never look up. Like the Jews, in King's time, African Americans were not given the rights they deserved. They were eventually granted civil rights. <laughs> the shot changed. That was only with the guidance of a strong, nonviolent leader. Martin Luther King Jr. and Moses both were strong leaders who inspired their people to seek change. Oh, I love this that you got there, dude. Also I love contains it. the Micha Mocha, which is a Hebrew song about freedom. I think it shows that we Wait, should celebrate the, the freedoms we have. Did you not pick up? Okay, but we must we'll also there. recognize that people made sacrifices and died for this freedom. In Martin Luther King Jr.'s time, not all Caucasians hated the black community. <laughs> In the biblical times, not all Boy. Egyptians hated Jews. You referred to white Unfortunately, there were lack That's of so leaders like advanced. Martin Luther King Jr. who taught understanding and compassion towards all members of societies. My Haftor portion describes the Deborah, one of the few women prophets in the Bible. It is also interesting because at the time when Martin Luther King was a leader, women were also seeking equal rights. As you might know, becoming a bar mitzvah <laughs> is hard work. It involves, lots of, it involves lots of studying and a mitzvah project. Fire transition. For my project, I am raising money for a charity that gives shoes and clothes to local children. I have sent letters to all of you asking you to contribute and I'm also writing a grant on behalf of this organization. Thank oh my god, this is longer than the Torah portion, dude. <laughs> now it's time for a few thank yous. First, thank you to well, all Well, okay, so that's okay. the part I where think, I talk I about think, the Torah. No, keep going. I was... Uh, I, unless I, you, I unless you circle back to Dr. King. Uh, no, I think the main extent of my commentary was that uh, nonviolence is good and that uh, not all Caucasians hated black people during the civil rights. Yeah, era. no, that's very important. Yeah, that's it, it not all not all white men I think was the hashtag that you would have <laughs> tagged had that been around then. Then again, I don't know how old you are. Was Twitter around? Um uh, Let's see, was Twitter around 13 years ago? Yeah, maybe like just came out. Damn. You're a young man. Yeah. Well, Wait, I want to clear one thing up though. It, the the song that we we read that's all about like, yeah, we killed those motherfuckers and they're dead. Is that the Micha Moha? Yes. Oh, I didn't get that. Oh, that, no. that was the Micha Moha. It's one of the most the beautiful time. freedom yeah. songs in our tradition. I, I Yeah, we like made it like we used to sing like the Bob Marley like Yeah. <laughs> Which I know, is, right? That's a special. Yeah, so, we so crushed our enemies' skulls in, and we defeated them on <laughs> It's like the pump-up music they play at the beginning of the basketball game as, like, the bulls are coming out and, like, high-fiving each other. But it's like, <laughs> yeah. we, we yeah. drank yeah. the blood of our enemies. Jews! Matt, at the camp, at the camp we went to, they used to, like, during like the big like all camp rally they used to make us yell i love being jewish 
Oh yeah, there's a, there's nothing I think more cringy looking back on it than kind of uh the way that Jewish camp works from an outside perspective. Yes. And what I mean is like like cuz we we would have uh camp at public parks sometimes. We would we would always start at the temple then we would go to the park. Um and now like I I remember like singing songs uh, about being Jewish and how awesome it was and just kind of looking around and being like, <laughs> I hope no one's laughing at us right now. Right. It's very, there's nothing that's like, uh, makes you feel more vulnerable than being like, I don't know, I, I guess like just proudly Jewish in public. Yeah. Feels our, like you go like, if that's cool with you guys, if that's, yeah. if that's all right. <laughs> right. Dude, that, that is, that, that is an amazing video. I love that you have multiple cam camera angles. Yeah, That's it's like, tastefully it, done, I would say. For the listener, the camera angle changes every what? 30 seconds? Yeah. It's compelling videography, yeah. I just can't I and I have to tell you so at the time, you know, my voice sounds a little shaky, obviously a little nervous, but I knew at the time I was like what I'm saying is so important. Like this oh, yeah. is my magnum opus. Yeah, you're yeah. becoming a man, and not just well, no, that. Well, no, specifically you're, you're, my thoughts, my uh, musings also, on was, interracial coalitionary. It politics. was Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, right? That's right. Okay, so oh, you wow. weren't just bringing up. I get. I don't know if that makes it. Oh, it was poignant. <laughs> it was poignant. It was quite poignant. Extremely it also, poignant. It, it brings me back to just that era of our lives of like bar mitzvah age and whatever. I remember going yeah. to another friend's bar mitzvah and they were making a, a similar point about how people of, you know, multiple cultures and ethnicities have to come to, to together, uh, including like white people and African Americans and Orientals. And that one stood out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, uh, the well, bar yeah. is like just so low. They're like, you were aware that, yeah, racism. Josh, exists. how like, pissed would you be if I like one up to you right now by like pulling out my bar mitzvah video and it was me being like, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad says that. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. You're that like, here is my bar mitzvah speech. It's called the bullet or the ballot box, and it's like, whoa. Okay, <laughs> okay let's. Do yeah. you want to start at the very beginning You're of the chapter? You're just screaming, "I am a revolutionary!" over and <laughs> yeah. over again. If I die in prison, it wasn't an accident. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm 13. I don't attend my own bar mitzvah party because I'm getting locked up for doing free speech. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, okay, the very beginning of this chapter. I mean, basically what it is, is um, God gives a little soliloquy in the very beginning that's like, hey, I'm going to take these Israelites out, but I'm going to do it in a long way around because I'm kind of worried that they might just want to go back to oh, Egypt. Oh, because they're going to see the Philistines engaging in war and then get a scared and run away. I'm a scared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, they definitely took the long way. I did a little bit of Googling just to see, uh, cause I realized that I had never actually seen what the kind of Exodus path looks like. And it's the most ridiculous path because you, they already were out of Egypt that once they, 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 they crossed over, uh, into the Negev and then they decided to veer, uh, East just so that they would pass the Red Sea, which uh, is seems like a bad plan, but they were like, "Oh no, we don't want to, we don't want to go, you know, and see the Philistines too early, because uh, well, then we gotta kill all of them." Matt, you're talking but, with a like, lot of confidence for someone who's never been led through the desert by a cloud. 
That's a good uh, point. I don't think you, you none of us knows what we would do. That's true. You follow the cloud yeah. and wherever the cloud tells you to go, you go. Yeah. And it's fire it sometimes. Was, so Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a good cloud. Everyone is into the cloud. I I love the cloud. I upload all my pictures to the cloud. <laughs> but it, it was definitely like the first time I realized that they went way out of their way to cross like the thick part of the Red Sea. And uh <laughs> It just seemed kind of, um, I mean, yeah, I guess you follow the cloud and that's well, where Well, going goes. out of but, the uh, way is like God's whole thing in this one. It's like, well, I could have let them go, but I'm just going to keep stiffening Pharaoh's heart. Yeah, I'm going to, I mean, that that was the other thing. He kept making his heart hard. Uh, he got his heart rock hard. And it was like, it seemed like he was just doing it because he's like, I really want to kill these guys in front of all it's you guys. I may gain that. glory through pharaohs. It, it's very explicitly that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, please, no, I just, okay, I have this plan. I'm going to kill all these guys in front of you. It's going to be awesome. Just cross over the Red Sea at this exact point. <laughs> and, uh, and Moses is like, yeah, all right. Fuck you. I love that the way God answers questions, people are like, why are you doing that? He's like, so they will know my might. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's his whole thing. It's just so people see how strong I am. A big, strong guy. Scary guy. You got to be scared of me. He's such a bitch. Like, <laughs> Shem is a little fucking nerd. And he's just he's just wants people to, to see. Because that's what he is. He's a little kid with an ant farm. That's what God is. Yeah. And all he does is... Is like shake the ants and make them fight, and they so they will see my might. But you know, there's other gods out there who are like, "Yo, grow the well." Fuck interestingly, up. you say yeah, that because they kind of even uh, mention the other gods later in this portion. Um, so speaking of gods and and all that, I I went and I did a, a unfortunately I went and did a deep dive on some of our our, our more we'll call them alternate history scholars. Um, and whether whether or not we could find any evidence of like extraterrestrials oh, in, in this baby. bit. Of the um, the Bible, and there's a couple mm. points. Um, now I gotta also preface this with this is massively boring research, and I got dumber as I did it. Um, Hell yeah! The interesting thing about this cloud and this fire, because I thought it was like, oh, maybe someone thinks it's a spaceship, and apparently that's not in- very interesting to any of these alien scholars, because of course it was a spaceship. You fucking moron. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fucking clouds and shit don't stay in one place and they don't fucking catch on fire at night. Let's talk about all the other shit because this shit's fucking boring. Okay? Yeah. Which I was fucking blown away by. Like <laughs> Yeah, just taking it as a You mean you, mean you actually think it was a spaceship? No, I was just blown away with the <laughs> casualness that they were like, Of course it is, you fucking dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they're so hell-bent on proving their point so much of the time, and, like, this is just, like, this is the most mundane thing you could have ever asked. Yeah, come on, idiot. That's believing in Aliens 101. (laughs) The real hot take is believing that that's actually just a cloud on fire. (laughs) It is funny to, like, gatekeep in your own book. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's there's a lot of that. Yeah. Real heads been known that that was a UFO. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about the bones? Yeah, what's up with Joseph always burdening people with his bullshit? Yeah, he, he makes... Okay, wait, so is it... Are we to picture just like a, like a, a pillowcase with a bunch of bones in it? Or is it like a seventh grade biology display, like a skeleton with like sunglasses, like sunglasses and a Hawaiian shirt? 
I was hoping it was a xylophone. It had his ribs and stuff, and you use his f- the femur to play it and stuff. I, uh, that was my hope. Yeah, that would be. That's the most fun, especially if like someone didn't realize they weren't supposed to do that with his body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Using it to like just, pick their teeth. Like, oh, I thought this was just around. Yeah, they're like, come on, let's do something with the bones. You just can't have it in a bag. Let's or it's have like, some I fun. like them nice and clean and just like cleaning the little bits and grits off of it. <laughs> yeah. oh, um, God. You, can't eat Joe. you can't eat the king of dreams. <laughs> um, his bones are too Bet special. Bet you never dream this, you bitch. But yeah, God, like the whole last two chapters have been, has been God like doing this thing where he, he, He's controlling Pharaoh, but going against him and like making him change his mind a bunch. And so he makes Pharaoh change his mind this one last time, which is funny because it's just like he it's just like a little whisper in Pharaoh's ear that's like, Psst, free labor is very profitable. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he's like, oh shit, yeah, like yeah, I can't I, give away all I this. remember it's why I, I did that. I do love the new element though of the just like the the complainometer and like the fetchometer from the Israelis has like just been jacked up by a million and it's sort of like funny like I don't know I feel like I heard the like oh, yeah. slight like Larry David music underneath it when they say like was it for want of graves in Egypt that you brought us to die in the wilderness which is just like such a such it's a, yeah it's like yeah. such a burn like a jokey it's just, like, joke <laughs> yeah well there's not enough graves over there is right, you on, kill wait, us out here. here? Thought it'd be cheaper landscape for the fucking plot. Jesus Christ. They complain so much in this portion that I got to say, this is the most anti-Semitic part of the Torah. <laughs> there it's, that's something we constantly note is how anti-Semitic this book is. <laughs> they really <laughs> make us seem complaining and scheming. Yeah. Yeah. All you're seeing is is just a, a bunch of scheming Jews complaining about stuff and trying to like break rules, and you're just like, this book. Uh, I don't know. They have it all, know, but man. it's never enough for these people. Our yeah, people. I feel like yeah. every you know uh, everyone says Jew with a hard J. It's very. <laughs> it's it's just these Jews. And then it's like um, talking about the stinking yids, and it's like okay, it's like we can. We yeah, don't, we don't right, have right, to calm do that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so. Uh, the song. Oh, I was just going to say real oh. quick. Did you guys notice there's like this hero, kind of like wacky hero moment God has where when the Egyptians are coming, uh, he does two things. One, he like pranks the Egyptians. He's like, I'm going to send an angel down there and take the wheels off of all of their chariots. And that'll really upset them. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then at the very end, they're like all coming and the Israelites are like, hey, Moses, are we just going to die like dogs here like is this the end of the fucking journey and moses like i don't fucking know and god's like what are you standing around for go split the seek god also makes them wait until it's the daytime like the egyptian army shows up and then it says he casts a spell so that one could not come near the other all night so they're all like "Ah, ah," but they just like (laughs) right (laughs) again just like ratcheting up the cinematic tension intentionally yeah he straight up says why do you cry out to me like (laughs) Cause we're gonna die, bro. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh yeah, just do the thing where the the sea will split." Trust me, bro. Trust <laughs> right. He me. has to like be reminded to be God. Yeah. Like they have to like. That's what I was talking about with the kidnapping thing. Is like he kind of did the thing already. He's so obsessed with the show that he doesn't realize that his star, who's un- unwilling per participant, is like, "Oh yeah, we got to get you makeup and shit." Oh, we got. Ah, uh, this is really boring, actually. When you, uh, all right, fine. Here's a speed splitting. I mean, 
there's part of me that goes, I think he's kind of making this up as he goes along. You know, God is. Yeah. He's just like, oh, okay, we'll split the sea. I'll make them go slow. And then, like, in one of the few times that the Bible actually does something interesting, when the Egyptians go into the split sea, he goes, oh, I'm a close arm. I'm a close arm. Watch this shit, bitch. It's like straight up, it's a very world star moment where he's like, finally, something interesting has happened. Yeah. And then they all celebrate as they watch well, them drown. Well, they like celebrate is... and they get terrified. It says that the Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the shore of the sea, and when Israel saw the wondrous power which the Lord had wielded against the Egyptians, the people feared him. They had faith in the Lord and His servant Moses. It's just like now trauma bonding for me. Wait, yeah. can I? I can. have been practicing all week the 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 um the song. Um, oh, oh like a yeah. Just kind of a, you know. If you want to sing out, sing out. <laughs> I just, I didn't put together that this is the Mihamoha because that's so incredible. Like, I'm still not over the fact that we were, we literally were taught, like, this was like the magic freedom song and it, and it goes as follows. Um, I really hope it's, uh, you, you do it to the tune of Lose Yourself by Eminem. <laughs> the Lord is my strength and my might. He is become my deliverance. This is my God, and I will enshrine him. The God of my father, and I will exalt him. The Lord, the warrior, Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he cast into the sea. And the pick of his officers are drowned in the sea of reeds. The deep covered yeah. them. They went down into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O oh Lord, glorious in power. Your right hand, O oh Lord, shatters the foe. In your great triumph, you broke your opponent. Uh. You sent forth your fury. It consumes them like straw. Um, all right, that's. I feel, I feel good about that. And Dude, there that is slaps. a lot more. There's a lot Dude, more. I might throw honestly, together a little beat just to throw under there. Oh, for sure. yeah. <laughs> that's 50% of this fucking portion is lyrics. Yeah. And to, to remind you, Moses and the Israelites sang the song. That's what it says. So they had practiced or they, they just all knew. knew the lyrics. They just, yeah, they looked to their left the and looked to their right and they're like, and then yeah, you go for it. I mean, honestly, that's the that's a bigger miracle than splitting the sea is getting like a fuck ton of people to all just randomly yeah, know the lyrics on, on to time. a very long song. It kind of you alludes again to having more than one God. At one point it says, who is like you among the celestials? Just like, isn't there supposed <laughs> yeah. to be no one? Aren't there aliens. supposed to be no celestials? Oh, yeah, the yeah. celestials are. That's a good you know? point. No, that's the aliens, dude. That's, that's the ancient aliens. I had forgotten about the Galactic Federation. So. In a couple chapters, we're going to get to the, like, isn't the commandment like, I am your God, there is no other God before me? So it's like, other yeah. God, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, there's no other God before me. I'm the number one God. Wait, hold on. Let me, no, I'll keep it. <laughs> I'm the number That's one fine. God. It says so right here on my mug. <laughs> yeah. I also my like kids that, got me uh, this, so I love it. Be number one God. Yeah. <laughs> World's greatest good God. Kids. Good kids. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's also uh, parts of the song where they uh, they talk a lot about the Lord's right hand, mm. um, mm -hmm. very specifically, never <laughs> yeah. his left, always his right hand, um, and it shatters the foe, and it also is glorious in power. Mm. You gotta uh, you, you gotta wonder what the left hand's doing. <laughs> yeah, his, <laughs> his left hand's all like mangled and fucked up. Yeah, he's just got a gimpy left hand. He's got a ward on it, so he's <laughs> kind of keeping it in a pocket for now until he gets the cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. You know, gross. 
Hey, it, aff- it afflicts 33% of Americans. <laughs> okay, so they sing the song. Next thing we know, we are, th- it's the water At the part. end of the fucking portion. It is so goddamn long. This shit is like stairway to heaven. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. So it's like, oh, they made it through the Red Sea. Like the story part happened, the thing we all know. Next, they go to, it's just a lot of them complaining. They go to some place where the water is bitter and it's called Marah because Marah means bitter and they name the place after the fact that the water is bitter. Real quick. Yeah, fucking idiots. <laughs> Don't drink from the fucking doo-doo lake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, there's a sign and everything and they're like, oh, we didn't know. And also, it's potable. Who cares about bitter? You're you're dying it's in true. the yeah, desert. Come on now. But then, and then God makes spring. it sweet. Which I would be annoyed by. I'd be like, I didn't want you to make it sweet. I just wanted you to make it water. Like, I don't want my yeah, water. Yeah, there's got to be a middle ground yeah. where you just make it taste like water. Oh, Canada, we can't forget about Miriam, the prophetess, as they talk about. Yeah, Miriam shows up For and does second. one verse. Yeah, she only gets one bar. And I got to say, it's a fire bar. Yeah. <laughs> there is something at the end of that song, too, where at the, the when it switches back to the narrator of the Bible, whoever the fuck that might be, because um, it kind of switches... <laughs> Perspective. It's Greg. Yeah, Greg. Hey, I'm Greg, the narrator of the Bible. I just uh, read I what saw they the whole thing. There's this thing where after they're like dancing and celebrating after they just watched all the Egyptians drown, um, and it says that all the people who like lived in the promised land, like the Jebusites and the whoeverites and whatever, mm-hmm. all like shook and trembled at that moment for like no reason. Um, and I was like, that's a really fucking dark kind of like Oppenheimer after he did the whole atomic bomb moment where they're just like oh i think everything is about to change in the world for a lot worse (sighs) yeah they're like uh guys the uh the jews just parted the sea and they're headed our way so uh uh uh-oh get (laughs) get ready and then the bible is literally just like and everyone <laughs> shat their pants, and it was yeah. Did it, it say was that? Good. No, but all right. It, well, I mean, it doesn't for say the most part. It says yeah, that. it says that in spirit for sure. Yeah, it, I mean, it says they're aghast. Yeah, all the all the clans of Edom and the tribes of Moab and the dwellers of you know, fucking Tel Aviv. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so the water thing happens. Then complain, complain, complain. Wine, wine, wine. Um and then oh mana and the quails quails delicious would you guys oh I wanted to I was I was gonna ask this question would you would you guys eat mana hell yeah if I'll I'll eat pretty much anything on the ground (laughs) okay cool (laughs) yeah like if it's if they if you say God made it I'll do it dude hell yeah look for that made by God label on all my favorite products products at the store. They talk about the mana like being like dew on the grass, which I hadn't quite realized. It kind of just like is there kind of sprinkled overnight. Yeah, it, it's uh, like the way it's described, it almost feels like they're eating ice chips or something. <laughs> like yeah. you're not really sure. It says it tastes like like a like, like honey. honey wafers. It, it's, it's like very specific. I, I always try to at this point. um you know, as with all points of the Bible, um, I always try to parse like what is actually happening here because, uh, you know, because God isn't, uh, what do you call it, real. <laughs> and so, so I, um, you know, at this point, I'm just like, is Moses like, is he doing some bread heists right now? Are he and the elders like 
like at night, what are they doing to like get the bread? You know, like because like the mana at first feels like like a truck fell over and they just ran into a truck of mana that had fallen over and they're like, it's from God. But like, <laughs> did Moses like? You know, we struggled sometimes, but uh, Moses always found a way to put food on our plate. Yeah, straight up though, and like he always finds a way. He's very much a mafia boss. You know what I mean? Just passing out turkeys at Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't ask too many and, questions and, about the broader situation yeah. and don't like worry who's, about who's the in power. Bread flakes. Right it came from the yeah, sky. Yeah. How about hey, that? Hey, this manna fell off a truck. Yeah. Don't worry about <laughs> right. it. Uh, tastes like honey. Well, you don't like honey. Yeah. Yeah, you don't like you don't honey. Like things Get the that fuck are sweet. Yeah, come on. yeah. And then there's the weird like. It goes, they leave it out and it goes bad, but then they leave it out on Shabbat and it doesn't go bad because Shabbat is the magical God day. Well, I was going to say that's the only like objectively good lesson. Like don't leave your food out. Yeah. It's doing that funny thing <laughs> that has only happened kind of once before where there's like a mass killing and then God shifts immediately into like, and this is, this is rules mode now. Like it also yeah. happened as God was killing all the Egyptians in Passover. It was like, and here's how you're going to celebrate mm -hmm. this mass death. Like here's, right. what you do, here's what you do. So yeah, it's just sort of like ignore the screams you hear in the background. These are the yeah. rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that he's just Bill Maher doing a new rule. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> new rule: make sure you eat your food day of, cause it'll go bad. <laughs> yeah, oh, and then it gets back into fucking obscure units of measurement. Got Omer's, got Epfaz. Uh, yeah, yeah. we were talking about that a little bit. Yeah, they randomly decide to give us uh, what a unit of measurement means in the middle of like having already said this unit of measurement a bunch of times. But the thing is, it's that they're relative to each other and you don't know what either of them means. So they're like, oh, an omer is one tenth of that. I'm like, I don't know what either of those things are. Well, I mean, they thought it was important. They put it in the fucking book. Or they thought it was filler. I don't know. It's I mean, like, I will say if the guy who just killed like thousands of people in front of you is like, here's exactly how much of this bread you have to put in a jar to make me happy. I'd be like, is that so is that a tenth of an of an Omer or like, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> wait, yeah. I wanted to make a note of I feel like a way good way to understand this is like Moses is like a long time like Burning Man attendee. And then the Israelites are like. His friends who are coming for the first time, who are like, "I'm thirsty." The sun's in my eyes. And he's like, "You don't fucking get it. It's just part of it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's... yeah. And then yeah, it, it... I'm oh, sorry. No, go no, ahead. I was gonna say something not that good, so I was glad it ended. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. podcasting baby, five right. stars. You gotta ride, ride five stars so you right love, now. You gotta love Zoom, where everyone just interrupts each other at every moment. It's my favorite part. Um. No, I, I I forgot what I was gonna say. What I well, one of the things I was gonna mention was, um, and I don't know if this is like a correct translation or just kind of been loosely translated a bunch, and they just settled on this word. Uh, but there's a a lot of describing vetching as grumbling, <laughs> and I, I, like I love a good grumble. To me, it's like the fact that it's not it's not openly whining. It's just kind of like oh this fucking desert goddamn sand in my goddamn asshole and i gotta eat bread from the ground it like like that's like that's the grumbling that i imagine when they say that but the more important thing is that god at one point is like i hear your grumbles <laughs> <laughs> and i shall answer your grumble like he's yeah. like yeah he's doing he's... what he does like a, i hear you i see you yeah but i love that he's like listen 
Your grumbles have not gone unnoticed, <laughs> for I am God. <laughs> like, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing to me that he hears grumbles and he's like, I gotta, All around I gotta the world, answer these people grumbles. People are grumbling for freedom. It's just, yeah, it's just like not a dignified word. <laughs> All around the world, statues grumble for me. I'm so sorry. That was... <laughs> That was very, that's a Sugar Ray reference. I'm very old. It's also, it's funny how like, like the, the situation between Moses and the Egyptians is very emotional. It's them being like, why have you done this to us? And he's like, it's going to be fine. And then, but then when God gets involved, it's very like he's doing IT and he's like, yeah, okay, go grab that rock, put it over there, hit it. Um, and water will come out. Like he's just very matter of fact about it. Yeah, and but he's like making it up as he goes along, though. It's like because like God is like, you know, he's uh, omnipotent, so it's like he can do fucking whatever. And so every time someone grumbles, and Moses is like, "What do I do about this grumbling?" He's like, "Okay, um, you're gonna see a fucking tree, right? Uh, so go up to the tree, fucking stab it, um, with a, I don't know, a duck. It makes sense." <laughs> You stab it with the duck, the duck's going to quack a bunch, and then a thousand more ducks are coming, and you can eat all the ducks. That's how you, that's how, it's like he's making that shit up completely as he goes and there's along. there's always like a he little, could just give them yeah, the there's water. like a little recipe. It's like, yeah, it's never just like give them the ducks. It's like you have to do a little trick first. Yeah, you have to do, you have to show, it's like, damn, I, I don't know why, I, I don't know how this works, but I'm going to keep smashing this duck against the tree. Yeah. I wonder like, if he's, like, trying to hide some of his secrets now. Like, he just did this whole thing where he split a sea open and whatever and all that, and all of a sudden he realized, like, oh, now that they know I can do this, they're just going to be asking about stuff forever. Yeah, they're going to just have me part in seas and everything like that. So I should, just, I should, you know, he just makes it complicated. He's like, no, yeah, no, it's really hard, actually. There's a yeah. lot of stuff that goes in. Not to get all political, yeah. but it seems like God is more competent when he wants to fucking wage a war than when he needs to provide wow. for his people, mm. you know? Dang. Wow. Yes. Right. Yeah, you really have to fucking, you really have to fucking bend his arm to get, like, a social safety net going on. But if he wants to, like, kill a bunch of people, he's like, oh, just lift your staff, and then you'll kill him. <laughs> I love that he's like, I have my bread flakes program. You register <laughs> yeah, online, works. you get your bread flakes. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally threw crumbs on the ground. What <laughs> oh, more do you like want from crumbs? me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. If you like your crumbs, you can keep them. Okay. <laughs> if you like your crumbs, you can keep I hear them. from people all the time in Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> they love their crumbs. <laughs> Scranton. So uh, crumbs. I guess not yeah. that much else happens. Yeah. They Moses hits the rock for water and then they fight a war real quick. Oh, and they fight a war and then they're like, and by the way, these people are on God's shit list forever. Oh yeah. The Lord will be at so war random. with Amalek throughout the ages. Selects for it, Amalek. It, it, and we don't know who they are. And it's like, it's literally like we just know them as these random people that God helped Moses and Joshua defeat. I don't know anything about the Amalek people other than at some point Joshua got bored and was like, All right, I'm going to kill those people. Um, and Moses, could you have God do a thing where every time you lift your staff, uh, if fucking it, it, we start winning, which is like an, that's oh, another yeah, thing. Oh yeah, wait, like, that was a yeah. Really just let good them part. win. Why does he have to do like right? Why does he have to fucking do all the fucking tricks in order to like let, let him win? Because like at one point it said like every time he put his staff down they lost. And it's like how many people? <laughs> and died then they go and between? hold up his arm because he's getting tired. 
Right. It's like they found the loophole. Yeah. Have Already they're doing loopholes on I wish God's for more tricks. wishes. Have you guys seen <laughs> Mars Attacks? I have seen Mars Attacks. Um, so in that, the aliens kind of use this death ray thing that turns uh-huh. the people into the skeletons and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. won't name names, but there's certain scholars who study a certain collection of <laughs> of subject matters who think that that's what Moses was doing, is he had a death ray. I'm sorry. Pe- many I'm people sorry. are saying <laughs> that. <laughs> All right, what you're telling me is that there are certain scholars who say that his, rather than it being just like a war that was being fought, you think that Moses had a death ray coming out of his are we talking fucking about, staff? Are we talking yeah. about Jewish space lasers <laughs> and, right and, now? And, and then basically what happened is when his arm droops down, he starts shooting a bunch of his own dudes. And then, you know, he got to oh. hold the arm up. Yeah, whoops. It, oh, my bad, dog. Whoopsie daisy! I accidentally killed my guys. Can you hold my arm up? Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, I wish I could say I made that up, but no, that's other stuff that other people wrote and spent their time doing. And I spent my time reading. I'm really glad you didn't make that up, dude. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, actually. I'd be like, you got a serious problem. No, that's just um, that's just some of our friends over over in the on the the people of alien experience. So I have a I have a an issue here. Um, again, this is me trying to read between the lines to see what's actually happening. Um, the Lord said to uh, Moses, "Pass before the people. Take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take along the rod with which you struck the Nile and set out. I'll be standing there before you at, uh, on the rock uh, at Horeb. Strike the rock; water will come from it, and you all drink. Blah 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 blah. So then." Um, you know, the Lord, or then Moses takes a bunch of the elders specifically to go see this. That sounds like a conspiracy to me. That sounds like a bunch of bullshit where uh, they were like, we need an explanation. And all the elders of Israel got together because they just found water. <laughs> the literal like they elders found a body of, of one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So these are, these are the actual elders of Zion. And they're getting together and they're making up like, uh, you know, like a God thing that's actually happening. But really, I mean, just it sounds to me, it's, you know, it's every time I read stuff like this, it's the same thing with like the Mormon Bible where you're just like, nobody's ever around when all the magic happens. And uh, and then they and then he has to be like, no, trust me, though, that's that's right. There's always someone saying, and by the way, this is going to be magic. Oh, there's always someone like passing on the message like, oh, you're about to see some magic. Yeah, yeah, magic is my about friend to happen, just dude. off screen told me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Nathan Fielder picture. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. What are you looking at me for? No, I I'm just thinking about well, if there's anything else I have to say yeah. on this chapter, or if we can give our concluding thoughts. I mean, I. It's it's I mean, a wild I, ride. I have a question about why did they have to put some of the mana in a. In a jar forever, for why? Oh, just forever? Yeah, 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 just Not, forever. For, um, oh, I don't know. That's weird. Is wait? Is There's, there any traditions that like fucking have to do with that? I don't know of one. I don't know of a single like. Yeah. Oh, that's the mana in the jar. This this represents the mana that they put in the jar. No, I'm just like, what? Why? Why is he putting it in a jar? Guess that's just one of the ones we chose to forget. I guess it's also weird to me that there's the whole genre of, like, magic and fantasy video games where you're, like, magic is called mana. 
And yeah, it is kind of that. funny to imagine like all of these like wizened wizards stuffing their face with crackers as they're fucking <laughs> yeah, right. making shit happen in the world around them, just like <laughs> throwing like Triscuit dust at people and yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. all over their robe. Yeah, I think yeah. That was yeah. I don't know about that mana thing. They they make a point of saying, but I feel like maybe it's one of those things too, where it was like it's an amalgamation of like a lot of people's stories and traditions, right? Where like right. one kind of like group of people were like, well, we have the sacred mana, and that's super important, and they basically argued to have it in there, and whoever was writing it down was like, fine, see it, it's in there. Can we yeah. never talk yeah, about that? It again seems now? like the case a lot of the time is yeah. Someone was like, add the jar thing. Right. Yeah. Add the jar thing, Greg. <laughs> Someone's like, "Hey, I brought Add you guys some refreshments." I I just had one funny idea. I don't know if you guys are still taking things, but there's this jar thing. <laughs> anyway, have fun. Let me know if you yeah, need anything. I love it. Oh, are you guys writing the Bible again? Okay, I was thinking of <laughs> what if, like, at some point, randomly, like a cloud goes on fire. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, I'm throwing. Yeah, okay, yeah. I gotta go. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> It's like, oh, sorry, that's my roommate. Anyway, uh, good idea though. <laughs> are you guys at the Bible taking like packets right now, or like how do you, right, exactly. how do I how do I uh, get in on that? I DM'd you on I LinkedIn just... about this. Yeah, um, <laughs> you to know. No, I think I think that's um, that's it right there, baby. That was the uh, that's yeah, the chapter. That's the chapter. I guess the only thing that really remains is like, you know, are we keeping this one? Are we cutting this one? Is this fucking, there's just cool lessons to learn out of it, or, you know, do we just fucking toss this one in the fucking shitter? I think we learned a pretty good lesson. It's that um, some things uh, spoil and are perishable. So, like our enemies started, just like pork line. Yeah, like, like my fucking pork uh, that I bought and then went on vacation and now is bad, or like the mana that fell from the ground. <laughs> And went bad immediately. Um, so it's important to keep it, I think. Because if there's one thing that we learned, we learned food is perishable. Uh, and we learned that, uh, the of God. you know, yeah. And the Amalek are uh, trick-ass, mark-ass bitches <laughs> and uh, are gone forever from this earth for no reason. I kind of, I mean... I'll say keep it again because I think this is the first time we've had like a lesson that's very explicit that's valuable. What that's, the food one? The food one, yeah. It's, it's literally so just subtle. like, hey, hey, man, don't leave your food out. Like, if you have a refrigerator, put that in there. And if you don't have a refrigerator, make sure you eat it or you do something to preserve it. Because like all the other lessons are like you have to extract it and whatever. The Bible basically just says, hey, man, shit will go bad if you don't do anything with it. So there you okay. go. Fucking yeah. keep it. I'd keep yeah. it. Uh, because I like the funny complaining Jews. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. there are some other parts, like when God <laughs> is telling the various like infertile women of Genesis that they're going to have kids, and they're like, fuck you, like get out of here. And like, I always <laughs> think it's kind of funny yeah. when the text is like, you can't be serious, right? And it's like, I'm dead serious. The the <laughs> not enough graves yeah. in Egypt is a pretty sweet <laughs> <safe> bird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, are there no more Jewish girls in Manhattan? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, okay. I'm... I would, I'm also yeah. on Team Keep It just because, like, we can't get rid of the part where he splits the sea. That's, like, the crux of the whole thing. Like, if we get rid of that, the whole shit falls apart. Yeah, what do like, we have left? The, 
that's and I and I mean I guess that's also to say that it's it's all downhill downhill from here, boys. But like yeah. it's <laughs> like what that's like the main imagery of the whole thing is God is yeah. Moses putting his staff out in the sea splits. That's like you can't you can't cut the one of the few parts in the Torah that actually has like a pretty good action scene, you know, and isn't just like fucking you know. And then they slaughtered these people. And then they slaughtered those. It's like, no, they got into it. It specifies was, how they did it. Yeah, there was a plan <laughs> yeah. involved. There was fucking, there was trickery. God like fucking like trolled them and fucking <laughs> and hardened their hearts just so he could kill them in front of people. Like there was some, there was some scheming happened. So you can't cut the scheme. A lot of scheming and a lot of complaining. Really just. <laughs> yeah. Really? Very Jewish. Yeah. Very, I hate to say it. <laughs> I hate to say it, <laughs> you know? but it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> <laughs> is that okay to say that the Torah is pretty Jewish? Oh, it's very It's so Jewish. anti-Semitic, it's Jewish. <laughs> yeah. It's like the horseshoe theory of anti-Semitism and Judaism. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, they're, they're doing uh, like ir- irony-pilled fucking uh, <laughs> like anti-Semitism to the point where they invented Judaism. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, holy f- that's... Yeah, dude, that's... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, I think that's a good yeah. place to go out on. Oh my um, god, I'm just imagining this whole thing as like some foreign propaganda, and then the Jews <laughs> get it, and they're like, "I like these characters. <laughs> yeah, I love this guy. I like her. Keep them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that just about does it. You um, do some, some blessings and whatnot. Oh yeah, we uh, usually all. I'll you I'll do a blessing, Matt, and I usually ask our guests if we'll uh, bless the lads. Um, that's a thing it said in the book once. So I'll, you want, okay, I'll go. I'll go first. Um, may you all crush your foes and defeat your enemies, but do it in a creative way that looks good. You know, make it make it flashy, make it make it nice, um, make it. Just clickable, you know. Make it something that's gonna get the get the people looking when you when you defeat your enemies. Don't just don't just be boring about it, and um, stop complaining so much because no, that's you complain more. But um, mm. just don't blame Moses. That's I'll, I'll don't don't blame the Moses in your life. Just complain to God. Moses Moses doesn't know what he's doing. All right, that's my Perfect. blessing. Oh man. <laughs> I figure you do that at the end of every blessing, no? <laughs> mm-hmm. no, 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 that's good, that's good. Yeah. You should. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we have a lot of open-ended we blessings. Thanks to so we God for the destruction of our enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we never really go over that a lot in the synagogues. We don't go over the part where it's like, oh, yeah, and then we were free, and then their skulls were smashed against the rocks. Blood right. was everywhere. One guy kind of stuck his finger in it and licked it, but he said it was gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, they brought us out of the land of Egypt. Don't get into the details yeah, we... of how. All right. Do you want to? Yeah. Um, I guess uh, we already kind of talked about the podcast um, up front, but is there anywhere else people can find you, Matt? Um, You can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieb, M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B. And uh, yeah, um, Instagram at Matt Lieb Jokes. Check that out. And if you like The Sopranos, uh, listen to Pod Yourself a Gun. Or if you don't like The Sopranos, listen to Pod Yourself a Gun. And uh, The Frotcast, F R O T C A S T. 
Beautiful. Sweet. Boom. Well, thank you for joining us. Yeah, yeah thanks. Absolutely man. lovely having yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I, I, I uh, you know what? I love reading about uh, good old God. And uh, <laughs> if you guys, uh, if you, you know, I'd be happy to come on again if you guys ever, uh, you know, need another non halalically Jewish person to, uh, to talk to you. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Sounds that'd be good. fucking fun. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. jealous of, I'm, uh, by the way, I'm very jealous of that. Suit you were wearing during your bar mitzvah. Oh, yeah. I was jealous of your whole bar oh, mitzvah. It was, <laughs> a nice suit. Suit. it was a very nice the suit. Seven got, inch wide a, lapels, just fucking equilateral damn. triangles. Yeah, it's, hell yeah. Go. I got I got a bar mitzvah in Israel. Oh, uh, whoa! At the age of twenty six, when I went on birthright. Nice. Damn. Oh, uh, you're a birthrighter. Wow. Don't yeah, don't well, put I that went, on. Don't uh, call him that. <laughs> you can't just go around calling people that. It's oh. not very nice. I'm a birthwriter. Yeah, no, I went. Uh, I know we were wrapping up, but I started. Yeah, you talking. dropped a bomb on the way out, man. Fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I I went I went on birthright and uh, I uh, I I talked politics the whole time to the point at which the guy who organized the thing, uh, the last words he said to me as I got on the bus were, "Go home." <laughs> which, He's like, uh, uh, was, "Why did you come here?" Why did you come here if you're not you're going, going to, be to uh, have the sex old time. with a soldier and move here and make Jewish babies? <laughs> yeah. So anyways, uh, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming.